Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blaze Color Blue podcast. Damn, my uh, fucking mouth hurt, bro. Yo, you good? You're just rubbing your jaw aggressively. <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, you know when anime characters only have that one set of teeth. It's just it's just lines going from the top of their mouth to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you look like on the screen right now. Um uh of course I I am your your host um Dev Filson aka Kane Filson uh I'm joined here once again by the co-host Bryson Hatton aka Big Poppy Bryce aka uh BBB aka 10 out of 10 type of dude Aka that motherfucker. Aka I need to start. I need to stop. Every time, you know, you have to remember that every time. You have to remember that exact order every time since you want to do. Oh man, what's up with you, Ken? How you been doing, bro? You know, I've been. Uh, I, I I'm just still vibing after. Um, How long has it been since we last recorded our last episode? It's been a minute. It's it's been approximately one minute. <laughs> it's it's been a minute though, um, and uh, I'm really just you know uh, since since starting the whole podcast, and um, also just you know um, being in contact. Uh, I, I think a lot about growth every time we um, link up, every time we we talk because, like I said in the last one, you know. I think I said in the last one, you can really tell. Um, you don't know what he said. We, we, did, we did like four or five different takes of the last one. So, you know, it's, it's, there's no telling. Um, like I said, I think at some, in, in one of the takes somewhere along the line, uh, you can really tell how much you have grown as a person from when we first met to modern day. That's true. I think it's easier. I think it's easier for other people to see how much you're growing. It is to see your own self grow, because like it takes a lot of it takes a lot of reflecting for you to see like yourself and how you've changed over the years. And it really takes some hard, hard, hard shit to happen for you to be like, "Damn, I'm really different than that dude." And you look back at yourself and you're like, "That nigga's disgusted. Like, how was I ever that dude?" Kind of embarrassing. <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing to look back on on anything in the past and consider it to be consider it to be something that's actually happened. Sometimes I look back on our time in high school and I think, oh, bro, say it for the people in the back, bro. Say it for the people in the back, bro. I look at my high school stuff. I'll just be getting sick. I I saw a picture of myself from when I was in ninth grade and i thought to myself oh that's just a young man i I, and here's the thing i wasn't disgusted with it because i was like oh that's just a young guy who hasn't been through anything i saw a picture of myself in 10th grade and i was instantly disgusted i was like look at that fat ass bitch where is his beard why does he not why does he not have a girlfriend um and why does he look like he's still trying to gain approval 
from the people around him? Why does he look like he's trying to be his brother as opposed to being himself? And it's embarrassing because that's something I dealt with. I, I thought to myself, I needed to be like my brother. And I didn't. I just had to be myself. And this nigga dropping bombs early in. We only, what, a minute or two in? And that nigga dropping bombs. Shit! <laughs> but, hey, that, that's so true, though. I mean, like, I have a constant reminder on my Instagram of what I look like in eighth grade. And it's sickening to look at it. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny. I really wait, look like wait, 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 wait. Before we go any for, uh, further, follow us on Instagram at bry underscore 64 and devlin yes. underscore dark. Uh, once again, on Instagram, bry underscore 64 and devlin underscore dark. If you're confused about the spelling, you should have le- uh, listened to the last podcast. Go back and listen to it and come back here and then pick up where we left off. Hey, let's give him a minute. Let, let's give him a minute to do that, okay? Moment of silence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, All right. Not in June. Let me like ask you? the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys want to talk about growth today? Yes or no? Okay. I think I saw, I think I saw somebody in the back said no. They wanted to talk about how much of a hater you were. Yeah, but everyone else said yeah, so I guess I can ignore them. We're gonna ignore that one, one <laughs> that one fan. He might be our they. I would put they because I don't know what his identity is. I don't know Ooh, who they. His. I know that's why I changed it. You said you said you said I'm trying to. You said you said I said they because I don't know what his identity is. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing about that one person. I think the one represents the 1%, the top 1%. And I I think about growth a lot, especially in relation to politics and where I stand. um, Let's, can we, can we, can we wait? Can we use politics as a different one? Because there's a whole rabbit hole. It's not about politics. It's not about politics, but it's tied loosely to politics. In that when I was, in high school, before you and I really knew each other at all, it was in, in ninth grade, I was firmly establishing myself as a conservative Republican. Um, because in my Kane, head- Kane, really? Yeah, in my head, it just made sense. Kane, I never knew that about you. Yeah, it just made you sense. You never told me that story. Yeah. Kane, hold on. Hold up, hold dropping, up. Dropping bombs. You've but never you, told me that. Me Y'all, here, this, here, is next, this is an exclusive because I've this never, I've known this, I've learned it, loaned this nigga for like seven years now. And I have never known that in ninth grade, this nigga was a conservative. What? So, so hear me out. When I was in ninth grade, of course, in ninth grade, you are concerned about um, yourself. You're, you're wanting to grow as a person in a very specific way. Oftentimes you want to be more popular. You want to have more money. You want to have this and that. And conservative beliefs, Republican beliefs made sense because in theory, power should belong to the people. And ultimately it's kind of saying the same thing on both sides of the spectrum, right? One is the government shouldn't be involved. People should have the power. And the other is the government should give people the power, right? Mm-hmm. So I was 100% like, I don't need the government in my, in my affairs. I was 100% a very conservative person. 
And that being said, I was much more self-absorbed, whereas now I am, I'm still, I'm still a a little bit self-absorbed because I think um, philosophically speaking and sociologically speaking, we, especially here in the U.S., um, which, you know, we might have a, a listener eventually in some different country and you can tell me how your, your culture is, but here in the U.S., you're oftentimes raised to look out for yourself. And, and Bryson, you can confirm that, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, the self-absorbed nature of um, the U.S. is still 100% there. I'm not saying that I'm not self-absorbed at times, but at the time, it was 100% about Kane, 100% of the time. And so... Um, uh, going into issues that I had with um, being perceived as someone other than um, myself, you know, and wanting to be someone like my brother was uh, tied to, um, you know, wanting uh, or having that feeling, you know, of, of being self-absorbed and wanting something that someone else had for myself. Uh, but now it's more, I like helping people. I like doing things for others. And of course, at times I'm much more, um, I'm much more selfish, but I like to think overall, I'm a generally pretty selfless person. And that's the only growth I can really recognize of myself uh, because it's literally one political party switched to the next, which has a similar yet opposite operating system. But I don't even know when it switched. Really, I think it. I think it switched when uh, because I, I was turning more and more liberal starting in college. But when I had my meteoric fall from grace uh, at the end of my first year, when I hit what I perceived to be rock bottom for me, is when I realized that everyone needs help at times, and that you shouldn't. Um, restrict help just because you think people should do things on their own. Just because you didn't need help doesn't mean other people don't need help. And um, when I fell down, uh, while ultimately I had my family to help me get back on my feet, it was it was the the support of friends that really got me through. And so that's when I. Uh, started turning full on um, left liberal, very democratic Democrat. Dang. That's a lot to digest, man. First, I want to say, you mean to tell first? I'm not. This is a rhetorical, like a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. Um, how could you be a conservative? Okay, everybody is everybody can have their own views, man. I'm not saying you can't have your own views. Don't let, let me like clarify. Let me clarify. Anymore. Let me clarify. But really you telling me I was friends with a conservative. I mean, I already have a conservative friend. I can't say that I don't have that. Yeah, don't but <laughs> but you telling me this whole time, but you was a conservative the whole time. Um, let me clarify. I was more uh theoretical conservative because I didn't support very many conservative politicians as I noticed even back then that modern conservatism was not about you know 
individual uh, individuality and um, uh, um, being self-sufficient or hardworking. It was about being in the right place at the right time and having the right people. So I was conservative on paper. My beliefs were conservative, but I didn't support any conservatives because I didn't think that they accurately reflected what true Republican values were. And of course, the values of each party are um, changing rapidly. The idea of saying that you're conservative doesn't. Okay, 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 okay. We got to, oh, is this going to be the. So this, is the, this is the politics episode now. No, 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 no. I don't want that yet. I don't want that yet. I got to prepare my mind for that conversation. Uh, we gonna I like, keep it I like, I think my favorite thing about this is that so far on this one, you have just been floored the entire time, just floored at the revelation that I was once conservative. Do you not hear it in my voice? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, like my brain, I'm going back in time, like through all the different things we've been through. And I'm like, this nigga was on the other side. The some, whole shit start, time. some shit starting to add up. This nigga was full ass conservative the whole fucking time. No wonder I didn't care for him too much in high school. No wonder. It's like there was that. That was the block in our friendship right there. That's why we've grown yeah, we closer we, now than we, we are really where before. We didn't really tighten up until college, anyway. Because this nigga was a fucking conservative. No wonder. <laughs> you never. You don't know people. You never know people the full way out, man. But we're gonna go back to actual growth as a, as a person, and I want to say but you. But you see growth, how? Wait, but you see how it wasn't necessarily like about politics. That like it was, it was very loosely. It was like half politics, half growth. Yeah, yeah. But growth is something that you know. I think a lot of people get confused with growth, and they think it happens at certain times. But growth happens throughout your life, throughout your life, at random moments. You you don't really know when you're going through a growth period. It just kind of hits you at some point. You're like, damn, I'm not the same person I was say a week ago. I'm not the same person I was a month ago. As yeah. somebody who is constantly reflecting on their life and the things that they've done, their actions, you don't realize how those how those moments molded you as a person. Yeah, and I think if that- I, If I wanna go back all the way to say ninth grade, I don't wanna go back there. But, you know, as of this video- I'm I'm scared. Do it. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm really like I'm really scared. I really don't like talking about me as a ninth grader or I'll, a high school. I'll cut in then. I'll cut in and I'll say no, that. you're not, you're not, you're not because no, no, no. you're gonna steal the show. No, I won't, I won't. Here's the thing. I and I I wanted to clip on, I wanted to add on to um you saying that you don't really know when you're in growth periods. And it makes me think a lot about um if uh if there are any uh if if anyone is listening at all, which Bryson and I of course will be listening to this later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you watch The Office in the last episode, after they did everything for you to hate Andy Bernard, he says that iconic line in which he's like, I wish there is a way of knowing you were in the good old days before you left them. And uh, I think about that a lot. I think about the the term, the, the phrase um, that someone's experiencing growing pains because it really is um, in the moments of weakness and, and doubt that you really grow a lot and like I said I, I had a huge apocalyptic fall and in that time yeah. I, I grew so much and every time that I've been knocked down that's when you come back and you grow um yeah. to 
to quote uh, to quote Rocky, it's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That nigga tried so hard on that line. I tr- oh my I, gosh, that was a hard line. Let's not act like it wasn't. But it was a hard <laughs> line. Him saying him saying it was a hard line. You're you saying it was just disgusting. But to get back to my point, so I can get my show back to where I want it to be, instead of you stealing the show again. But like I said, it grow, growth happens at random moments and you don't really know when those moments are. And if I go back to me as a high schooler, I'm, I'm now 23, so I'm well out of high school, well out of college at this point too. Um, well out of college? Are you really well out of undergraduate? I'm, in, I'm, I'm taking graduate courses right now, but that's besides the point. Uh, if, when I go back to my, my younger self, I see there's a lot of, you don't notice the insecurities you have, especially as a man, because you're, as a man, you're often, as a black man, especially, you're often told to kind of be a certain, be a certain way. It's like, be, be, be confident, be kind of aggressive, be hard. be hard, all these different things. And you're trying to be that, but you're blocking yourself from being who you want to be. And until you actually know that, you can't grow. And I couldn't grow. I mean, throughout high school, I grow, I grew like physically, but I don't know if emotionally and me being able to handle other stuff, I grew to where I needed to be. Yeah. And, and, even, and through, even through high school, even through uh, like college, I think part of it grew, I grew a lot because upstate pushed you to grow a lot with all the bullshit they be on. But it's a good school, it's a good school, it's a good school. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, things push you and you like, damn, everything's going wrong, everything's going wrong, but it's really just you having to go through those pains that you just haven't experienced yet. Yeah, and, and, like and also, said, especially in relation to being um, a black man uh, in general, uh, and I think black people in general are kind of taught to be hard and do this and that. And it gives this weird, you know, um, there's this this weird division that's created from, you know, yourself and um blackness and i do feel fortunate that you know of course um i growing up i just wanted to be accepted i was like i'm i'm black too i'm white too i want to i i want these people to accept me but i do feel very fortunate that i wasn't expected to be hard because i wasn't considered black and i wasn't expected to be you know this or that or or prim and proper or rich or anything because I wasn't considered to be white. And so I, I do really now identify with the the plight of the typical um, the typical black person because you don't you you're not necessarily encouraged to express yourself and be who you want to be. You're encouraged to fit into black culture. And I think black culture along with every culture is a social construct which is defined only by yourself. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's it's black. It, what I'm, no, what I'm it, saying he's totally, is, he's totally right. What he's I'm totally saying right. is black but culture. What is I can say is one, one thing I might say, Canaan. I know you have you have more experience on it because you are um, you are biracial, and I'm I'm a dark skinned male. Um, I feel like it's not easier but you don't have to go through that same pain because as a as a black male they i mean you look at me and you know i'm black 
So it's like, I have to be this way. Yeah. A lot of times I got told I didn't, I, I acted white because of how I acted. And you know, that's a very toxic statement. Like that can really eat you up inside as a black male to say, well, you don't act black, you act white or whatever. And it's like, how do I act white? I'm, I mean, how do I act any different from anybody else? I'm just yeah. being me. So it causes you, it causes you to not grow to where you want to be because you're like, oh, well, I need to be this. I need to be that. I need to be hard. If you haven't heard my voice, my voice is pretty high pitched. And that's something that I have to live with for the rest of my life. Like I have that's to. something that's there. Like, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even get surgery to do my voice. I can't yeah. do anything about it. I can put a little bit more bass in my voice, but then it sounds dumb as fuck. Yeah, you do sound so, dumb when you do that. Stop Exactly, that exactly. So, so, <laughs> and when I go back to my regular voice, it's like, well, fuck it. I sound like a, I can, you can say I sound like a girl, shit, you ain't saying nothing new. If that's what you yeah. want to say, you ain't saying and nothing so, new. And but. so I definitely saw, you could see it as a, as any person who experiences maybe like a multicultural house, you see the difference in, you know, this person, you know, I would see someone like you and I would think, oh, they, they're like me. They act like me. Um, but I didn't consider myself as something, um, as a person who acted white. While I did enjoy a lot of things that were produced and made by white people, it's because we live in a society, by the way, we live in a society, um, which is- Nah, we live in a, we live in a freaking horde. <laughs> it, which is primarily um, Eurocentric. So a lot of the things that I enjoyed were just things that were playing. And it happened to be something that was well-made that I appreciated. So I would see someone like Bryson who we would have a lot of the same, um, you know, interests. And I just viewed him as someone like myself. And yet I would hear other black people say, oh, he acts white. And I, it goes back to that division of self and blackness. And again, being black or being white or being anything is whatever you decide that it is. And I think that's the one of the keys to growth is that you have to understand that the only thing that defines who you are is you. Someone else can't tell you what you are and no one else can tell you. Profound. Look at that nigga, man. Look at him. Dang. Look at him. And takes like one or two philosophy yeah. classes. He starts acting up. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's crazy because, you know, um, I was told a lot, you're, you're this, you're that. Um, one of the most offensive things that I was called repeatedly was um, a mutt. I was called a mutt a lot. Somebody called you a mutt? Multiple people. I mean, you'd be surprised how often I heard it in high school. That's fucked up. That's and I was like, it's, it's crazy because I, at one point, accepted it as like something that was just a fact. And that's awful, right? Like, I was like, wow, that's really, like, that's just, that's what I am. Kane, you and, really did not tell us much in high school, bro. You was really going oh, through man. it. And you did not try to help. You did not go to anybody to help, bro. No, it was just the, it, it, it wasn't something that bothered me too, too much because it was typically very racist people who would say it. So I didn't take a lot of their stuff particularly seriously, but we also went to a primarily white school, white school. Yeah. that had a lot of racist people in it so yeah. you don't realize until afterwards that you're actually going through something because it's just normality it's just the normality of it and being in a school that's like that I was like oh well 
you know, it's nothing because I can always just go to track practice and be with my black friends. So, you know, and it wasn't like I was going out of my way and being around those people because, of course, I had other friends who were white who fully accepted me and didn't care about what race I was, what, quote, race I was. Uh, but, you know, uh, it was it was rough because I accepted it at some point that I was just like some kind of mutt. And then I was like, no, I mean, probably in my junior ish year, I was like, no, like I, I am who the fuck I am. You know, I'm not a mutt. I'm Devlin Kane Filson. And if anyone thinks otherwise, I'll beat their fucking ass. <laughs> Cause, okay. Cause, That's out of nowhere. Yeah, no, I got like, cause it just made me mad at that point. Like part of the growth was understanding when enough was enough. Yeah. And so there was one guy and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm going to text it to you because, which you can probably guess who it is, honestly. I have no clue. Um, But I'm about to text it to you real quick, just so you know. But yeah. um, Um, But I, I, I remember he would, he would, um, refer to me as that a lot and i remember being like oh, yeah. i was like yeah I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah i was like i'm gonna get this guy one day and he called me a mutt one time um when we were walking through the hall or something and i was like hey man i just want you to know i really don't appreciate you calling me that and he was like uh he said um something along the lines of like oh um he because he, he thought it was funny to be racist, but he was just blatantly racist because he said something like, "Oh, at least I'm not calling you like a coon or a punch a porch monkey or something like that." And I was like, "Hey, I just want you to know." And I said it very calmly. I was like, "I just want you to know, if you say some shit like that again, I'm going to destroy you." And I phrased it as, "I'm going to destroy you." And I remember he paused and went dead silent. And he was like, I'm gonna, he starts saying, I'm gonna, and I was like, you're gonna tell? I was like, that's what you're gonna do? You're gonna go tell the teacher on me? And he got in a huff, walked off, and he never addressed me ever again after Because <laughs> I was, I was ready. Because I remember I was, I was prepared. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, of course, now I'm a pacifist. Um but <laughs> I'm a pacifist, but um, part of it yeah. is just knowing, Cap. part Cap. of it is just knowing Cap. that you, you have to know when something isn't enough and you have to know Cap. that you, you are who you decide to be. Um, and that's, <clears throat> that's so true though. Um, you know, stereotypes are really like, they really fucking suck. I'm not, I'm not, that's not to joke about it, but stereotypes really fucking suck. And I think people don't understand how much of an effect that has. I mean, we were just talking about earlier off camera, off, off tape or whatever, um, about this one girl, about, about the difference between dark skin and um, like brown skin and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. on females is hard on them because it's like, damn, I have to fit this certain thing because they're going to look at me this certain way. And it really blocks growth. I mean, it, I, I can't stress that enough how stereotypes block growth and it doesn't have to be just racial stereotypes. It can yeah, be gender and, stereotypes. It can be and I, and I'll say whatever it, it is. It's it's harmful to not only 
an individual's personal growth, but for a whole community's growth. Because exactly. I can't tell you how many Black people I know, like Black men, let me say, let me clarify, Black men that I know who hate Blackness to where they're like, I would never be with a Black woman. I just, like, that's not me, blah, blah, blah. And I, I want to take a moment to say, Black women are beautiful. Black people are beautiful. We're all amazing. Um, we're all strong and resilient. And we've been through so much that the division that's created by um, race and culture that that we can avoid easily is not strong enough to hold us down forever. That being said, it is currently holding us down. And you need to cast a, aside your preconceived notions about, oh, Black women are loud. Because no, they're not. Black men are this or that. No, they're not. Black men are thugs, criminals, whatever. Whatever it is that you think about Black people, that's not what a Black person is. That's what you think that is. So, I mean, it's it's rough because... Um, I think it takes someone on the outside uh, to. You remember, you remember, uh, you remember this dude Jordan Price came out to practice when we were in high school. You remember that? You remember oh, Jordan man. Price? He's that name was our drop, name that was drop. our oh, man. Oh shit! Fuck! <laughs> he not gonna listen to this pod. He not gonna listen to this. I don't even know what he's doing right now. <laughs> Did he say something offensive? Because you remember he you remember he got in a fight with uh with Coach. I'm just gonna say coach, yeah. You know who coach I'm talking about. We, yeah. we <laughs> coach. Um I think so. He got, he got an argument with coach. But as a bro, as a as a 10th grader, we were actually out of practice at football. And or we was at weight room or whatever. We was doing something in class. And as a ninth grader talk, and this eleven, this 10th grader is talking to me, talking to me, he's like, Put some bass in your voice. And it's like, nigga, I'm just talking, bro. Why are you so upset about my voice? Yeah. Like, what is your problem? Like, is there a problem with you, bro? It's like, I talk how I want to talk. And it's so crazy how, like, that feeds into the insecurities. I could tell y'all, I could go on, I could give y'all a list of all the insecurities I have. But it, it like, it doesn't, it won't do, one, it won't do nothing for y'all. It's just like, damn, this nigga sensitive as fuck, for one. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you might be right. Come on. Oh, but it's Santa, like, <laughs> like but, 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 it's you know, like, but it's really like high school, middle school and high school kind of put those on you. And it's like, damn, you kind of live with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the and thing is, like, you, have to, you have to consider that you're going to have your own insecurities. Yeah. Like, I'm always going to be able to create something that I'm insecure about for myself. Exactly. I don't need my community to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. You don't, need, you don't need to have someone tell you that you're not black enough. And, exactly. you know, and you're like, maybe you're overweight. And you're already insecure about that. Mm-hmm. And then someone tells you on top of that, you're not black enough. Well, now that's two things you have to worry about. And then you have to worry about, well, what does it mean to be black? And you have to start that way. I don't think people notice. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but whenever yeah. I'm talking, I literally code switch in everything that I'm doing. Like if I'm talking to kids, I go, hey guys, how are we doing today? Good morning. Hey everybody, how you doing? But then when I'm talking to say Kane or I'm talking to my friends, I, I, I innately put a little bit more bass in my voice. I talk yeah, a little yeah. bit slower and I use yeah. a little bit more slang. I am not a slang yeah, kind yeah. of person. <laughs> you know me, I'm not a <laughs> slang kind of person. I yeah, really yeah. talk, I talk how I talk. I don't talk, I talk very clearly, very loudly. Yeah. And I don't and use I, a lot of slang. But that, that's an insecurity for me because it's like, damn, I hope they don't think I'm like, 
fucking uh, uh, snob or something. I'm trying yeah. to talk down on him. And that's, like, that's just how I talk. With the black community, especially, is that code switching is very common. I mean, do you know how many people, you know how many black guys I know who will fuck around and, you know, talk shit and be all about, you know, being from the streets and being hard and then sit down and watch like SpongeBob? Like, there's nothing wrong with either one of those things. Like, I mean, you probably shouldn't be on the streets trying to act hard because that shit's not safe. <laughs> it's not safe, but sometimes, but sometimes it's how you have to live, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes that's just what your circumstances are. But I mean, it's one of those things where I tried, I've tried recently to actively discard my code switching because, like, you know, I, I look at white counterparts and they don't have to. Yeah. They can always sound how they want to sound. Yep. And it comes back to, well, how are the fuck? What is going on in your house, dude? Are you okay? Is there a ghost? (laughs) I heard a single, a single Christmas ornament drop. (laughs) I'm about to get fucking. (laughs) This nigga about to get (laughs) taken by some ghosts. The white ghost just got so angry. Hey, they got so angry. Hey, he said, I heard you talk about them slaves last time. I'm not going to let you talk again. Because you know, you know, the house we live in looks like a looks like a slave. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, you know, um, we live in the South again, South Carolina, so super slave territory. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, oh, I I live relatively close to Walnut Grove Plantation. <laughs> and, um, right? Did you have to take a field trip there in middle school? So they offered it. Right? I told them I wasn't going to take it. If that's not the most, bro, I'm telling you, they want us to feel some kind of way, bro. Because it's yeah. like, why the freak would you make a bunch of people go to a, a slave plantation, a slave plantation, and they try to numb it down? Oh, they didn't have that many slaves here. It wasn't that big of us a plantation. Nigga, y'all probably had hundreds of thousands of slaves in this place. Don't talk and, to me. And, and <laughs> here's the thing. And here's the thing is that they don't, I remember because whenever they started going, I was like, no, I'm not going. And and it was because I already understood like how terrible slavery was mm-hmm. because I've always been on the outside. Yeah. So when you're on the outside, like if you, of course, if if you are a descendant of a slave, you know how much they went through, but you also know that you didn't go through that. Mm-hmm. But when you are a part of both, you're like, my family could have owned my family. Damn. And that's Damn. like <laughs> that's, and that's like a whole that's like a whole new can of worms and like jar of pain Damn, that you're that is crazy. And so I've always been on the outside. And so you know, you look at it and they don't quite explain just how terrible it is that black people are slaves. They're like, it's something that happened. And I'm like, yes, and and they're like, it's something that happened. And so white kids don't, and not that I'm saying people need to feel bad about it, but you should feel that that was a tragedy. It was a terrible thing that happened. But a lot of white people today, and, you know, since slavery occurred, are like, well, I didn't do it. But you can still recognize that it was awful. Not just that it was a bad thing, that it was awful. It was a terrible thing. You know, uh, you know, a whole a whole civilization, a whole um, subsection of America was created by removing them from their own home 
and bringing them to a new place just to be subservient. And like I said, I have to think about the fact that people on one side of my family could have very well owned people on the other side. And that's, that's awful. Some crazy shit right there. Yeah. And, and so when, when I say that I have actively worked to discard, you know, switching codes, I, uh, of course, I try my best not to say the N-word around white people too much, because I know oftentimes it makes them uncomfortable. That being said, I still use it occasionally. If I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it. If I'm going to use profanity, I'm going to use it. And I don't care who's around because I am an adult and I've worked my ass off to be able to, to learn how to say things the way I want to say them. And no one has the right to tell me that I can't say something. And so, especially in a time in which, um, you know, we're finally trying to regain or we're finally trying to attain some power here in the country and not be just the helpless minorities that black people um, were perceived as, I, I'm not gonna be told that I am speaking too aggressively or that my hair is unprofessional or that I am anything other than what I wanna be because that's who I am. Yeah. It's crazy you said that. Yeah, I remember the talk we had earlier about you wanting to um, put a hat in a political ring, but We'll talk about it another time. We'll 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 address that a little bit in that other podcast, the political podcast that we go through. It's in twenty twenty two. But yeah, that's so crazy. Um, and you know, it's crazy. I think the not to push my religion, but I think the Lord makes us who we are at certain times because He knows that's when we need to be that person. Because yeah. I tell you today, I tell Kane, I told Kane, and I've told my other friends this recently. I was like, if I was the same person I am today, people really would not like me. And I, the reason why they would not like me is because I wouldn't care. Like I would literally just go for whatever I could. At this point in my life, when I was in high school, I was shy, like super shy, bro. Like yeah. unless you were a dude, I was usually probably super shy around you because I just didn't know you like that. And I, and when it comes to when it came to talking to girls, I was completely clueless. Like. You can talk to Kane, you can talk to Don, whoever, any of my friends, bro, you can tell them. They'll tell you, I was completely clueless when it came to talking to girls. is an understatement. And, and I thought, I didn't think any girl could ever like me, to be honest. I thought I was too big, I was too fat, I was ugly, all this, all this kind of stuff that just got put on me. Which, you, which, again, and I'd like to reiterate from the first time, Bryson's a, a relatively fit individual. He's not big in any way. He's not like, he's not fat. Um, he's, uh, he's not super tall, but, <laughs> but he's, Thanks, you know, he's, Thanks, he's, he's, he's an average, he's an average height guy. And by American standards, by American standards, you're actually a, average. pretty Based sure average American. is 5'11", right? No, 5'11 is 5'8". Don't do that. Oh, I thought it was 5'11". Anyway, don't um, do that. Don't do that. By by American standards, you're actually a very fit individual. Yeah. So I mean, like, but that's can the thing. I talk? Can damn? Can I talk? Can I apologize? I apologize. <laughs> I was about to hit you with some more. But yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that kind of stopped me from growing, and I've kind of I've had to not write them down, but I take a mental note of everything that I've ever been insecure or whatever's held me back. I'd like just literally check them off as the years gone by. So the big one, the big hurdle for me was 
talking to people, not being so shy. And I think at this point, I can now say that I'm still shy, but it's like a controlled shyness. Like I'll talk to you, you talk to me, I'm gonna talk to you. If I need to talk to you, I will talk to you also. I can be as outgoing as the next person. But More like you're speaking out of necessity. Yeah, yeah, speaking out you're, of necessity. You're not, you're not gonna waste your words on someone if you don't exactly. need Exactly, exactly. And so I've just went off and checked them one by one. And that's why when I say I'm an 11 out of 10 type guy is because I'm still fundamentally, and I talked to, we talked, I talked to Don about this the other day. We're all fundamentally the same person we were when we were little, like our happy-go-lucky, uh, laid back and drowsy, whatever yeah. you are, you're fundamentally that person, but you've just grown enough to know how to like manage what you are and what you do in your life and what yeah. you want to be. So I've managed to say, okay, well, I know I'm not an outgoing person. I'm not a very, I'm a usually very reserved and shy person. So Bryson, take initiative to say, hey, how you doing to somebody? And actually spark up a conversation with them. And then people will come to realize and they'll say, oh, Bryson, you're super outgoing. When in reality, I'm really not. I'm really just talking to you because I have to. Not, yeah. I don't want to seem as a weird person because I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. And um, I, I think, of course, um, again, it goes back to kind of the culture in, uh, you're in. Um, because when I was growing up, having siblings uh, and having a family that wanted me to talk, um, I, was, I was actually... And not that I was a super um, talkative. Kane doesn't, Kane doesn't think I have a family. <laughs> <laughs> not that I was a super talkative kid or anything, but when I would leave and I would be out on my own, like when I went to preschool, I remember talking to everyone. And somewhere, and somewhere along the line, I kind of lost that, you know? And, and I, I don't want to blame like art or anything, but in when you're studying art, the culture is that you are an artist you're supposed to be kind of maybe aloof and you're supposed to be distant from everyone so when I was studying art I only communicated with people who were in the arts and this starts in that that started when I was in like fourth grade with art visions and so I I lost a part of myself in trying to be an artist and really having an appreciation for the arts when that's not even what it is to be an artist um because again, the thing that you want to be is who, you know, you want it to be. Yeah. So um, it wasn't until recently when I actually started studying public relations and communications that it was like, oh, I, I do like talking to people. So I, I now talk to everyone because that's just how I was. And, uh, that's, and that's something you have to understand is that you really, really are to your core fundamentally the exact same person that you were as a child you just mm -hmm. you might have lost something on the way and you have to realize it because it's not it's not always a loss sometimes it's a gain you gain other things that help you become yeah. who you are today yeah uh, but if you're, often, if, you're often, unhappy, if you're unhappy or insecure with something about your your person you might have lost something on the way and you have to realize it because it, it does genuinely make you happier like when mm -hmm. i started interacting with more people my life improved uh, so many times over I can tell I can tell you right now when it comes to people if I want to talk to you I will and if I don't trust me you will not hear from me I like I really put effort into people that I want to put effort into now the thing I've had to come to realize and that it's been it's really recently I've come to understand is that you could put effort into somebody 
and they still reject. It doesn't matter how much effort you put into it. And if anybody that knows me, I go 110% on basically anything I do. Anything yes. I do, I'm going balls to the walls. Very, it doesn't very matter if it's, if it's practice, if it's, if it's like teaching, if it's anything. I'm going to go balls to the walls and everybody's going to point out, Bryson, why are you doing so much to this? Stop forcing we, me. We I used to be everything. at track practice for a warm-up lap. This nigga was sprinting full out. <laughs> 400 I'm meters. 400 am, meters in 47 seconds. This man was going nearly Olympic speed. And I, I was like, <laughs> Bryson, it's just a warm-up lap. I tell you, I tell y'all, I really put 110% into anything I do. It, that, that goes for like females, that goes for anything. I really put a lot of effort into it. And it's only because I, why go half-hearted? That's my whole thing. My whole motto is like, why go half-hearted? If I want it, I'm gonna go all the way for it. But there's certain things you just gotta let flow. And that's something I've had to learn. But I'm a pretty late, like, I think I contradict myself a lot though. Like I'm a walking contradiction, to be honest. I go hard for a lot of things, but I'm very laid back at the same one. Like, yeah, I really don't. I'm really not that kind of person to get yeah. overly you're, aggressive you're, over something simple. You're generally laid back, but when you want something, you want it. Exactly. And I'm going to force it until either it just doesn't go my way or I get my way. <laughs> you're going to keep going until you either achieve your goal or your goal breaks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there's nothing um, wrong with that. There's nothing but, wrong with that at all. That actually goes to like my toxic trait too, though. Because if I know something's not going to go my way, I'm going to keep forcing it until it completely implodes. Like, say I'm, say I'm talking to a girl. Say I'm talking to a girl. And she says, she say, uh, she don't want to talk no more, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like trying to do something. Like I'm trying to give her back her stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to give her back her stuff. <laughs> that's, I'm that's, trying about to give that's about to hurt his own feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give her back her stuff, right? Right now. If, if, uh, if at first it like, if, it, if we're cool, if you're, if it's like, if you, if you don't like me, whatever, blah, 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 you don't like me, say it, just say your shit, talk your shit. Like that's, that's my big thing. Talk your shit. If it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt you the way. I don't really care. But, uh, if I'm going to try and give you your stuff back the first, I'm going to be nice for the most part. But once you cross that line for me, like to where it's become like, okay, little, okay, little nigga, like, you know, exactly what I'm trying to do, bro. If you cross, once you cross that line, there's no going back to it because I'm gonna ignore you until I until it's already over with. And then I like I should I ended it on my own terms now. I know I pushed you to the edge. I know now that I annoy you to the absolute limit, and I don't even care no more now. Like I know it's not gonna happen. And and that's the thing is it it gets ultimately back to you know <laughs> ultimately back to like your your growth and your path of growth. And like he said, you know, it's, it's, it gets into a trait that he finds toxic and, you know, just knowing that something isn't necessarily good for you oftentimes is a really great place to be. And so in, <laughs> I'm not sending shots right now. I'm not, I promise. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I mean, in that, like, you know, when I was, when I was in, high school and I accepted that you know I was this mutt this quote mutt I knew that that was a problem I was like it is bad that I'm accepting this and that alone just the realization that that wasn't good and it wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for anybody was enough to act to, to serve as a catalyst for that change 
And so again, back to the beginning, change is something that is constantly occurring and that you're not always aware of because I mean, there's, I'm certain there's something that's going to change about me in the next, I might finally stop procrastinating, procrastinating after this semester. I don't know. (laughs) I still haven't grown out of that. I still procrastinate. No, I'm I'm a full teacher. It's full grad student. I still procrastinate. Tell me how that works. I'm better. I'm better at it. So here's the thing. And I don't want to give you guys all my info about class or whatever, but I'm currently only procrastinating on one project. Everything else is already done. Everything else is already done. I'm just waiting for exams. And then I have one project that's due um, today or tomorrow. I don't remember which one. Um, And uh, yeah, that's the only thing I've been procrastinating on. Uh, I think, and also one thing that pushes change is regret. (laughs) I know that's definitely pushed me in my life, (laughs) regret of not doing things. So, uh, you know, we live with what we do and you kind of just have to go grow with it. There's a saying that I like to always say to my students and even other people, I when they're asking me like, how are you doing? How's things going? I always tell them, I say, just rolling with the punches because at the at the end of the day, that's all you really can do. Like you can live life, you can live it to the fullest, but you really just live in life, living, uh, rolling with the punches because life is going to punch you, bro. It's going to punch you. I told, I, told my, I told my mom this. I was like, life has punched me in the face. It's punched me in the gut a couple of times. It's even punched me in my nuts a couple of times. But you know, you just roll with it. You say, ow, and then you try and get was, back up. And that shit was literal too. <laughs> life, life might've been a person. I don't know. <laughs> So you just got to roll with it and through those you get, say, your, your, your jaw gets stronger. You know, it's not as easy to break your jaw, you know, with that punch. And, you know, yeah. your stomach gets a little bit more uh, compacted. I don't know. Start, you start you get getting stronger ribs compacted. or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you start developing those abdominals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Those your, ab your muscles abdominal strong, wall you know? starts strengthening. You know, maybe you learn how to turn a little bit so they don't get your nuts. They just get like the inside of your thigh or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You learn... <laughs> Uh, what 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 uh what what um what Rafiki say? You can either run from it or learn from it. Yeah. Uh, oh, he says the past can hurt, but you can you can either learn from it or you can run from it. You don't ever want to run from your problems, okay? You never want to run from your problems. Never run from growth. Every 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 experience is a growth area. Um, it's it's what it is. Um, what. What was it? What, what was it that? Uh, we quote a lot of movies in this. <laughs> we we are full of movie quotes. I'm telling you. I'm like, what was it that um, Jay Z Jay Z once said? Uh, I'm like Chief Keith, meet Rafiki, who been Lion King to you. <laughs> it's not even applicable. It's not even applicable. Um, <laughs> it's not even applicable. Um, but <laughs> It's just pointless ass quote. (laughs) But yeah, um, I think that uh, you know, I I talk about growth and progression, and I there's something that I always say a lot, and that's uh, in my opinion, the only thing that matters in life should be progression. You should always be taking your next step forward, because ultimately. I mean, you, you literally can't go back, you know, there's, you cannot go back. There's nothing you can change about the past. You need to worry about what's happening 
after this moment. And um, of course, enjoy the moment. Be happy with who you are right now. But just know and believe that you are enough and that you can take that next step. Uh, regardless of the situation you're in, you can take another step. You can move forward. And, um, and, and that's the thing. You, you, have to, you, you have to care about your own personal growth. I know, I know, and I know probably, I mean, whoever's listening to this, I know everybody's probably told you this, like, you're awesome, you can do this, you can make it through, but, like, this shit gonna hurt, like, there's no, no way around it, like, every fall, every fall is gonna hurt, it don't matter how far you fall, it's gonna hurt a little bit somewhere, so you just gotta take that on the chin and say, I can get up from this shit, bro, I just fell a couple feet, bro, I'm good, nigga, yeah. even if you fall off of, even if you, figuratively figuratively fall off of a freaking seventh story building you will still be able to get up and come back at, come back even stronger after that go ahead and say the quote from rocky kane no nah, you're talking shit last time <laughs> <laughs> you haven't earned it <laughs> um, but yeah i mean you you just you have to keep going and you know i of course if there is someone if there is someone who happened to especially make it this far. Cause I think we're just about an hour in now. Um, uh, genuinely, you are actually so much, so much stronger than you think because somehow you listen to roughly an hour of us talking and you haven't gone crazy yet, or maybe you have, I don't know. I mean, uh, this has been a lot more, more sensitive of, of a topic. We haven't really been yeah. coming at each other this, this one. Yeah. No, but genuinely, we can be cordial at some time. We can be cordial yeah. at times. Yeah, except in Instagram messages, we'll just be fucking. Bro, if y'all go to our Instagram comments, our biggest haters are ourselves. We're our biggest nah, haters. I've I've been gassing you up recently. Oh, okay, you have. I was talking to Dalton the other day. I was like, that nigga's just a hater, y'all. I, I name drop him all the time. I don't even care. Go to that nigga's pictures and just. Eat him up. Dislike Eat it. I don't even know how you <laughs> comment a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm in a broken heart. <laughs> that nigga up, bro. Um, no, that's but, the um, worst type of dude. <laughs> and, and I think we should. I think we should go ahead and um, close it out before we start getting toxic and sending, trying to send people to hate Dolph because <laughs> he's really a great guy. He's he's a, he's a friend of ours. Um, but you know, I, I do want to say before we close things out. That again, uh, if you're listening to this and people who aren't, every single person on earth that does exist, has existed, or will exist is so, so much stronger and more capable than you'll ever allow yourself to believe you are. Wise words from Devlin Kane Filson. Kane, Kane don't want to talk no more. That's why I'm trying to end up the end off the podcast. I know when Kane getting tired, and that's him getting tired right now. Oh no, actually. I just gotta use the bathroom if I'm being honest. Oh <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, y'all, man. That's been the Blaze Color Blue Podcast. Oh, did I say that right? The Blaze Color Blue Podcast, man. Episode two. Episode two, man. It's been your boy, your host, the one with the most, Bryson Motherfucking Hatton, aka uh, BBB, aka Big Poppy Bryce, aka 11 out of 10 type of nigga, type of dude. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Remember, growth happens at the weirdest of times. Go ahead, Kane. Uh, again, 
you know. Dev Filson, aka Devlin Kane Filson, aka Kane Filson, aka aka Devlin underscore dark on Instagram. And I hope you oh, have yeah, follow a, me. Follow me on Instagram, B R Y underscore sixty four. Already plugged you at the beginning. Don't do all that. I plug myself again. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, and I, I just want to make sure everyone has a wonderful night, morning, or whenever you're listening to it. Have a a blessed one. Yes, sir.